0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 46 of Beauty Strength and Dominance, the official lingerie fighting championships podcast. Beauty Strength and Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And what a work of art we have on today. You've heard her on, on the mic Mike. I got my girl on, LFC fan, personal trainer, Miss Molly Bryson. Molly, it is a pleasure to have you on the LFC podcast. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm very good today and thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on the show.
0: Ah, you are very welcome. I think what's great about doing this show is not just getting the fighters and the personnel on. We love hearing from the fans. We love the fans' perspective. We just had on Stephanie Ferrer from Muscle Sport Mag, the sex and relationships columnist who loves the brand. So I love getting fans on here and you are a big fan of LFC, which we discussed in the last interview on the On the Mic with Mike series, which you guys can check out at soundcloud.com. So it's MCLarkin92, Show.com, and on the Wrestling What Wrestling YouTube page. What's great about it is also lingerie fighting championships. We give you a little a mixture of you know mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and all combative nature. So I guess to start it off, Molly, i got to ask, what is it that interests you about LFC? What is it that makes you a fan of LFC? We've seen a lot through social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, etc., etc., so what is it about LFC Laundry fighting championships that interests you and how did you become a fan of the brand?
1: So I think I first became interested in it when I actually stumbled across one of your podcasts with Ty Emery. Um, and I followed her for a while, you know, the LFL and all that. Um, and I think it's just such a great sport for a bunch of beautiful women to come together to celebrate the bodies, celebrate the craft. Um, and I think it's, it's quite overlooked, like we need to celebrate women's bodies more. And I come from the bodybuilding world and we kind of do that on our stage. Um, so this is just another platform for a bunch of great people, a bunch of great women to come together um, and be a bunch of great role models to the world. Um, so I think that's how I first got into it. Yes
0: so i gotta ask you from being a follower with this podcast which which thank you and also with instagram twitter and facebook now instagram what's great about instagram with those posts is, as someone who does a lot of social media managing and who does the podcast for it i get to put up a lot of great photos from past events we get to obviously plug the podcast. We get to like, you know, showcase the fighters and throw back Thursdays because there's a lot of great fighters and the showcase fighters this fighter of the week. This here's the bout from this event. Here's the fight you slide to the weekend. You start off your week with said fighters. Um I gotta say, what do you think about how the Instagram and the Twitter are being marketed, not just by myself, but all the great personnel that involved, because we get to have an introduction to these ladies if you're not if you're not aware of them. You know, hey, let me slide over to Instagram, slide over to Twitter. Uh, just the marketing aspect and how we just pretty much showcase the girls.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think it's great, to be honest. And I think especially for me, Instagram is such a, a powerful social media platform. Um, and I think it's, it's really becoming a big thing in the recent years. Um, and to showcase these, these women, give them a platform. Um, I really like the way the whole brand is going. And I think it's, it, it can become very marketable for you know, these women. And you've got someone that maybe doesn't know the craft or doesn't know the world. They can just hop on hop onto to Twitter, hop on to Instagram, go and have a look at these women. And, you know, more importantly for them, they can create a fan base, a following. And especially, for example, like me in the UK, um, obviously the LFC is not over here. Uh, maybe in the future, that's just a hint. <laughs> but, um, you no, know, yeah, I think definitely keep up the good work. And, you know, it's great for someone like me just to hop on and have all the media there and all the links there for me to just catch up on in the week.
0: I got to say, what's also great about it too is... Um, I look at it like this because we were talking about this. Is when it comes to women and their bodies, I have to say this: we have a. What's great is we don't discriminate against whether it be orientation, whether it be size, whether it be ethnicity. It really doesn't matter what the body size is because I'll be honest, as a man, given the male point of view, without being pervy, with putting it in the nice way, I mean, we're men. I love women. I love women to death. It doesn't matter, and I always talk about my mother and my grandmother being two of my biggest influences. But I love women to death. Like I'll be honest, as a kid, it doesn't matter if they were. You know, big girls, plus-size girls to to find it, black, white, what have you. Women are women, and I love women just because I've got to know so many throughout my youth, uh, throughout my adulthood, coworkers, uh, people that you went to school with. People like yourself, Molly, with their overall personality and the overall exchange of pleasantries and overall interactions. I think it's wonderful that we get to see a lot of different women being showcased. Again, doesn't matter the size, doesn't matter what have you because, again, there's something for everybody within the product that is Lingerie Fighting Championships.
1: Exactly no I really I love that actually and I think to celebrate all sorts of women's bodies ethnicity have them all come together and just celebrate this beautiful craft because it is a craft and you know it's it's great to watch for both women and men Um, and I think especially nowadays there's so much pressure for women and to have this perfect body and you go online and there's all there's all this information out there like I should look a certain way I should have this shape and you know the fact that the LSE doesn't discriminate against that is just wonderful, and I think more people need to get involved. And especially if you are in the MMA world and you are looking for a way into something like this, it's a it's a perfect opportunity. But I love that they don't discriminate. I really do love that. Yeah,
0: and, and it's also one of those things where, like, again. I always go 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 with this to my go-to here. It's just when people look at the lingerie fighting championships product, and I compare it to, like you mentioned Ty in the LFL, the lingerie football league, now the legends football league, you know, they just see, you know, girls in lingerie, and they think they're just rolling around. But no, like when you look at those LFL games, and I mean, one of the prime people that came from LFL was uh, Danielle Monet, who would later on to be Summer Rae in the WWE. And one of the uh, teammates with Ty Emery was Lauren the Animal Fogle, who is in lingerie fighting championships. So, I mean, the crossover is there. And I also look at like Invicta where we discuss Shannon Knapp's promotion, right? So Shannon Knapp has Amanda Nunez who went on to UFC. Uh, You have people like Serena de Jesus who was the first ever female autistic MMA fighter. You have people like Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke who went from Invicta to the WWE under the NXT umbrella. Now Shayna Baszler who is on the Raw brand, going to be a part of WrestleMania in these next two days. And Jessamyn Duke on the NXT brand. So you see a lot of the feeder systems and I'll be honest with you, for those, without being a spoiler here, go to laundryfc.com. You can see a lot of girls that you may recognize in the wrestling field that have gone on to WWE, um, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, wherever various wrestling promotions. Hell, even in the UK, they may have wrestled in some ICW or Progress, but there's a lot of transition and there's a lot of... Pretty much I love the tie-ins and correlations and just the overall, you know, intertwining and intermingling from the professional wrestling standpoint, the MMA standpoint. And really a lot of different avenues for people to, you know, get interested from all different ways, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that and I think that's pretty awesome. Like it could it could be a way forward for, you know, someone that doesn't have the connections or the, the or she doesn't know the industry. And, you know, if you do go and watch the LFL games, like they're they're pretty brutal. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um exactly the the craft is there and you know the fact that people can take maybe one set of skills and link it across to the next is awesome Um, and I I think young women especially are now following these these games and um, you know it's not just for men it's for women to feel empowered and think yes I can do that you know if someone wants to go into MMA and wants to celebrate the body I think it's amazing that they've got this platform to jump on and think yes I can watch all these beautiful women I can follow their journeys and how they progress You know, I think it really is inspiring. Um, And in terms of maybe the women being exploited, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that, but I really don't think that's the case at all.
0: Well, we'll touch upon that in a second. I'm glad that you brought that up because that was a very memorable video, which we'll touch upon about RT Sport in a second here. But I think the what's interesting about it is too is. um, With lingerie fighting championships, I think body confidence is another thing that goes into it because I'll be honest with you. The question a lot of the time is, and a lot of people criticize, like, oh, this is wrong. This is you're doing this. And we'll get to the the video in a sec, but it's like, this is wrong. They're in lingerie. You can't take this seriously. I'm like, it's different. And I mean, there's the old saying, sex sells. And I mean, it's girls in lingerie, but they're kicking ass. And we we touched upon Greg Friedo up chain the girl LFC 25. You're in Las Vegas. A good majority of those events are in Las Vegas. And when you think of Las Vegas, Nevada, you think of the fight capital of the world. I mean, you have Future Stars of Wrestling there if you want to train with wrestling. You have Syndicate MMA, Ken Shamrock's gym if you want to learn some MMA. Jenny Bloody Valentine, who is in California, for instance, Catch Wrestling Alliance, which is Raul Ramirez's spot. She went to Catch Wrestling Alliance to learn some wrestling maneuvers to help with her um, with her belt. I mean, Jenny Bloody Valentine, who was Jennifer Thomas, and who has been under the WWE auspices and umbrella, working UPW, OBW, what have you. But you are adding more to your craft. And when you look at catch wrestling, for God's sake, the late eighteen hundreds with guys like Lutzes and Pat O'Connor, and later on with Buddy Rogers, and how the influx of wrestling came into that. Like, I mean. There's a lot of avenues to help apply your craft, hone your craft, and there's so many schools out there that help you teach and learn, to help better you, and to hone, like I mentioned, to reiterate, hone your craft, going into set fights or set bouts.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, people can look at it in two ways. They can think, oh, it's women rolling around in sport. But I think if they do think that, they've not really got an open mind. They don't really know what it's celebrating. They don't really know where these women have come from. Um, what they've had to do to hone their craft, because it is a craft and, you know, the, you have to have a, a certain skill set to be able to, you know, do MMA or, or you know, enter the fighting world. Um, and I think just the fact that they're in lingerie, they can just, I think Ty mentioned this actually as well, it's, it's like a costume, they can display a certain character, they can be in the moment, you know, you can have set themes, it really, it's entertainment. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, just because they're in lingerie, I don't think people should take it any less seriously. Um, you know, WWE, they have costumes, um, they have lingerie as well. Um, I think just because LFC is maybe not as well known throughout the world, um, but it certainly is on its way, definitely. But I think, you know, women in lingerie should be celebrated, you know, exactly beauty, dominance, power.
0: You actually segued, by the way, I'm glad that you mentioned that WP girls wear lingerie because... Back in the day, I mean, we're going towards the TV PG realm, but the girls are still cutie beauties. They're still sexy. There's a lot of beautiful girls out there like Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Uh, We could be here all day with the girls that they got in WWE now. But back in the day, I mean, we moved past the year days of the brawn panties matches and the pudding matches and the whole sexual nature of it. But it's just like... You can't discredit those girls because they were in time period that you didn't like. Because those girls helped pave the way for a lot of girls that you know we see today in WWE and lead in Trish Stratus. Like Trish Stratus, for example, was a fitness model before she came into the WWE. She did a lot of bodybuilding too. And look at what Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is a Hall of Famer. Like I'll be honest with you, when Trish Stratus first came into WWE in two thousand, she stunk. And she was in the valet uh, you know, position, but then a year later, you're working with a guy like Fit Finley who's been in WCW and all around the world with professional wrestling, and they got better. Helped, he helped those girls apply their craft and hone their craft, like, for instance, Lita, like I mentioned, and the girls that you see now. So they paved the way for those girls that we see now, and it's not just the fact that they had lingerie and pillow fights, but, I mean, those Women paved the way for the girls, to reiterate on the pavement, but it's just like, you know, you have to celebrate that. I mean, look at women's mixed martial arts in general with the lingerie aspect. It's still women's mixed martial arts, but it's our unique take, our overall spin on on MMA. You know, it's a unique, it's a different feel. Like, LFC started out for, as a mockumentary, for God's sake. You know, it's UFC, but it's lingerie fighting championships, and those reality shows – It becomes big. You get to see these characters and character development within the reality series. We're on viewer prime now. You get to see the fights and people get to visualize, you know, oh crap, look at this. This is different. This is another form of entertainment. And boom, off to the races we go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think you've really hit the nail on the head. And like, um, I used to actually be obsessed with Trish when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. But exactly these women, they've come in, they started out somewhere. Um, you know, you have the Brom Panties matches, which, you know, I think they're all still on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they exactly, they paved the way. And I think for the LFC, you know, it is up and coming. And like you just mentioned, it, it has come so far. And, you know, for the next few years, we don't know what it's going to hold. Um, and I think more and more women are becoming interested in it. Um, and you do have the powerhouses like Nita of Interest that paved the way. And they all started out somewhere as well. Um, so I think people, yeah, just gem- generally need to have a more open mind and just be a b- bit more fun and spontaneous and, you know, there's the worst things going on in the world.
0: <laughs> By the way, you cracked me up. I did not know that you were, <laughs> you were obsessed with Trish as a kid. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to watch her videos all the time on YouTube um, and you Google like what matches she was in and try and follow them.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, well, the thing about Trish Stratus is, and a lot of people don't realize, like a lot of those girls. And people used to get on him like the mid-2000s, I'll be honest with you. They talk about how the talent relations at the time was John Laronitis. They used to call him John Laronitis because he used to sound like this. He had a voice like that. And, he, you know, he, he had a little raspy voice because I think there was an injury he took in his wrestling career where he got hit in the throat. And that's kind of why his voice sounds the way it does. Same with Stephen Richards. They have that voice where it sounds like this. <laughs> so – But it's the risk that they take. But I digress. Um, You look at how WWE like Trish Stratus was a model like 2005, 2006. A lot of those girls that you saw that participated in the diva search and that they signed like were models like Alicia Fox, who was very agile. She was a model there. A lot of those girls have modeling backgrounds and bodybuilding backgrounds. And that's why I love it. And the thing is, going to our LFC, I mentioned Jenny Bloody Valentine. Like Jenny Bloody Valentine was featured in Flex, one of the biggest bodybuilding magazines ever. Sheena, who's from Hungary, who's one of the girls that's an LFC prospect, is was just in the Arnold Classic not too long ago. Like, and the one thing I used to hate, I I'll also I'll, I'll include China in that because China was a force to be reckoned with in the WWF, and I mean, like what I used to hate about it is because, and I still hate it to this day, girls that like are in shape and the girls that want to better themselves and have muscles and just look at how they are. I mean, personally, I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think it's dominant shows the empowering, like we mentioned a lot in the show, but I hated the term where people used to say, and I'll be honest with you. I have a buddy that does it and I love him to death, but I hate him for saying this, that they look mannish, which I'm like, it's just girls that work out. I mean, there's a lot of girls you see at the gym. You don't tell the girls to get out the gym, for God's sake. I mean, these are girls that work hard and put time in their craft to their overall bodies, the work of art that their bodies are. So it's like just because girls are, like, are muscular doesn't mean they're mannish. And that turns off guys from the dating aspect. But for me, that doesn't turn me off, not at all. I don't look at the out- outer exterior from the overall muscles and stuff. I think that's great. Girls are badass. They're kickass. So it's just – that always used to frustrate me not to go on a little tangent there but that always used to frustrate me. every guy used to say they look mannish because it's not they're all women at the end of the day go ahead molly
1: no i i agree and like i'm really passionate about bodybuilding and i think for someone to say you know it, women are going to look too manly like it's it's a lot of work that goes into it and you know what i love about the lfc is like you just mentioned some of them came from a bodybuilding or a modeling background and you know the amount of work that we do have to do to maybe have our bodies look a certain way and it takes a lot of prep a lot of work um and you know as you mentioned competing at the Arnold that's one of the top shows out there and to get to that stage man like that prep I did nine weeks and had to come off it um I'm hopefully gonna aim September and October depending on how the whole situation ends up but you've got to be mentally strong physically strong and you know, for men to come in and say, you know, women look too manly, or I don't like this, and you know, it, it was supposed to be size inclusive, and that's included the more muscular women out there. And I think bodybuilding as a sport and MMA need to be celebrated together because it's about building muscle, it's about being strong, powerful, beauty, you know, sexy. The LSC and the lingerie, celebrating women's bodies and i do love the fact that you are size inclusive and that's not just you know the plus size women skinny women it can be muscular women you know anyone from around the world can really celebrate this craft but i think bodybuilding is just a huge world out there and you know there's a lot of men yeah men bodybuilding they need to understand that for women it's it's not as easy um it maybe takes us a bit longer to to get the perfect body you know we're made for basically carrying children and you know, our bodies are set a certain way. So, for us to maybe get to that level to compete or, you know, fight MMA, it takes a lot of work and a lot of craft, um, which I think it needs to be appreciated a bit more. But we've got awesome people like yourselves that are spreading the message.
0: Well, I mean, to make a reference here, and I know this is going to be a surprising reference for for, uh, for people, they're not the June Cleavers of the Leave it to Beaverland, for God's sake. I mean, when you watch, well, <laughs> I had a feeling that would make you laugh, but not the movie that came out in 1998 with bringing Christopher McDonald, for God's sake. We're not even going to touch upon that movie. The only good thing about that movie was Erica Christensen. My God, all day, every day, Erica Christensen. But I digress. So... <laughs> The old school lever to beaver from the 50s, and by golly, be even the way that they used to talk. And June Cleaver being the mom at home while uh, Ward would go out and work. And you know, June had that look about her, You know, she's all smiley. She, you know, the housewife clean around the house the whole nine. We've come a lot, a, a long way since the June Cleaver, the old image there. I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I love women like that. and There's some guys and gals that have different tastes, but. That also goes back to with the managed thing. Like, I remember I saw The Social Network, right? You remember The Social Network, Jesse Eisenberg. It's the film about how Facebook got started and Mark Zuckerberg and the Winklevosses Harvard Connection what is now Facebook. You remember that movie, right, Molly?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, well,
0: you look at The Social Network, right? Like, the earliest like the how they got into with harvard connection right like one of the things i hated and one of the things that really stood out to me it's the little nuances right of how we are as our overall beings like they used to be there was a site where like they would rate girls from like one to ten and like what you thought about them and then you comment if they're gross and stuff like i fucking hated that excuse my language but i fucking hated that like we don't rate girls like you know what i'm saying that's just not me and some people can say well i calls them as i sees them but no Okay, that's an ignorant point of view. Like, you do realize what you're spewing is hatred and negativity, and this is how this girl's gonna perceive. Oh, I have to look like this for said guy to be interested in me. Oh, this is how I look to get a certain job or what have you. Like, you're putting a bad position, you're placing a stigma on females that just doesn't need to be there, if that makes sense.
1: No, exactly. And I think you're right. There are, there's loads of platforms out there that I think still sort of discriminate against women and they pin women against each other and not for the right reasons and um, I think when I was younger we actually had I don't know if you remember a site called Pixo. I um,
0: you <laughs> I mean, uh, what year did it come out because I'm a 90s kid so what year did it come out?
1: No no I'm, I was in 1994 so I'm a 90s kid. Oh hey okay. There. Yeah um, but basically it was just it was just a website it's a bit like MySpace and Facebook um, that you create yourself and there was a lot of these rape the girl pages and you'd have you know boys would have pictures of girls and they, they'd they pit them against each other and be like rate these two girls together and some of the comments that some of the girls got were just awful and I just remember thinking you know if that's how society luckily it's a, we're a bit more open today and we don't do that type of thing but you know back in the day it was it was quite heartbreaking to think you know your picture could be up somewhere without you knowing and You know, that's one thing I do love about the LFC is that anyone can look at it and if they have a a passion for the sport um, or just wants to express themselves, then LFC is willing to have them. And I think, you know, more sports need to be like that um, and just include a wide range of women. But I think to pit women against each other negatively is what, we don't need that in the world, let's be honest. And, um, you know, so many women are putting pressure on themselves, just touching back on when I What I first started the topic, um, you know, it can cause eating disorders, depression. You know, people can have mental health problems from it, and I think a lot of that comes from pressure and looking online at these perfect bodies, and especially for men to have that view to pit women against each other like that. Um, You know, a, a young girl could be looking at that and think, "Oh, well, I have to look that way, and you know, I have to do this and this." And you know, the LSE celebrates diversity and different women coming together. I just love that whole diversity. And the women are passionate about the MMA, the sport. And, you know, they could have come from a background where, you know, we don't know some of them could have had issues, you know, growing up and the fact that they've maybe overcome that. And I think, yeah, the sport is just a great thing that people need to celebrate.
0: I got to say, first and foremost, just on the sidebar here, Miss 94 over there. Stop making me feel old. I was born 1992. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember Pixel. But once you started saying MySpace and all that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because, all right, as a kid, like, oh, man, well, we'll, we'll, this ties into some stuff. But, like, we'll bounce around. We'll shoot the breeze at this because, like I said, you're making me smile. So, in MySpace, 2005, 2006, that was, like, the rage. And then, like, Facebook was in colleges in, like, 2004 from what I remember from the movie. But I remember as a kid, like, sitting in health class, right? Like, this is my senior year of high school. Like, 2009, Molly. So, I'm seeing my buddy next to me going on Facebook, and I'll be honest with you, I had no idea about it. The only reason I got into Facebook, besides the fact like social media has its pros about promoting ourselves and putting ourselves out there, but it also has its negatives, like each and anything in life. So I remember as a kid, uh, 2000, late 2009, early 2010, like this girl who, I was a senior, she was a sophomore, right? So I was upperclassmen, and I was getting ready to get out of high school, right? So we, I used to hang out with her brother, and she goes oh you're not on facebook i want to add you i'm like no i'm not on facebook because i had no interest in doing facebook you know what i'm saying i i'll be honest with you i'm still a quiet kid i'm still old school i got an old soul like i don't know talk on the phone I, we the days of talking on the phone are so lost because we're in the days of texting and dming i don't know man but that's just my old soul speaking but so i created a facebook to connect and i like the first day like i put out my facebook i had like 36 friend requests on me jesus and then it just took off after that so i mean there's power of social media, there's pros, there's cons, they connect with people, but I mean, that's just me on the old soul thing, you know, talking on the phone, actually hearing the voice, if that makes sense.
1: No, I agree, and I think we touched on that last time, people need that that connection, and um, I mean, going back to MySpace, I remember there was also, I think, was it Bebo? Do you remember Bebo? I do. Yeah, that was another one, and I just remember being a kid and creating these platforms and thinking, well, this has to be perfect, like, this is this is my representation to the world, I mean, obviously, it's a bit more than that nowadays. People use it, you know, for socializing. They use it for networking, um, getting the business out there, putting themselves out there. But, yeah, I remember when first Facebook first came around, I was adamant. I was like, nope, I'm not going to get it. And then I think I had it about a month later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the thing, too. It's because you see, like, the, it's it's the trend. It's it's the popular thing. And I also remember, geez, like, oh, okay, I'm going to say this right now with the dating apps, too, because that became a big thing. I tried Tinder, and I'm like swipe left, swipe right, and here's the thing. I hate the message behind that because I know people go on eHarmony and, like, all these dating websites and stuff, but I'm like Twitter – and again, excuse my language here, but Twitter – Twitter – Tinder is the dumbest fucking app in the world and i know that's gonna piss some people off because a lot of people like tinder and they get hookups on twitter on tinder it's not even a dating app let's just call what it is it's a friggin' app that helps you hang out with people and just (laughs) have a quick lay have sex that's what the fuck it is and again i'm sorry for cursing i'm going on the tangent but damn it tinder is not the way too because then you have another certain way of feeling it's the digital sense because if you swipe left and swipe right to see who you're interested in, who you're not interested. That's not how dating should be. Like what happened with going out and like, I don't know, meeting a girl in the store or going or meeting her at a restaurant or just going up and saying hi. I don't know. The one word, hi, hello. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm an A in there. But Tinder is the toughest shit. And this goes back to social media because it's like swiping left, swipe right. There's that perception of, oh, he doesn't like me or she doesn't like me. It's like, why can't we just converse and just go out and meet people?
1: Exactly. no, I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> I think people we need to get out more, we need to meet. And I think, yeah, Tinder is just the whole swipe left, swipe right it's, again it's, it's judging people just based off this this picture that they or a couple of pictures that they've put up and you know you could go into, you could go meet that person in, you know, in real life in, in person and, and really love them and love the way that they talk, the personality. You know, I think there's so much more to a relationship than just, you know, face value. I mean that's just my opinions I'm a bit of no old soul like you but I agree that I would much rather prefer to meet someone in person and get to know them and you know I think online it's just kind of like you, you know you match with someone it's like hey how are you and that's basically the conversation you know it, it's pretty it's pretty dead end but no I agree I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of tinder um but then I do have actually going back to it I do have um a university flatmate and they're still together to this day and it must be what like eight nine years on now
0: <laughs> oh damn okay but yeah this, dude, it leads to like catfishing and stuff and i'm like i can't do you know, this i can't base a conversation on a picture you know i'd actually like the visual of actually seeing you i know people talk about you know facetime and skype and and fucking um like meeting and fucking i said facetime i said skype but they, all these other ways like video chat but i'm like no, it's still a virtual thing. Like, I have to see the person face to face. You know what I'm saying? I can't just go off of a picture. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's that you never even know if that picture is them because people are so friggin' ignorant and just friggin' ridiculous that they create these accounts just to be absolute dicks to people. And it's like, why? Because they don't have a like you know their own time on their hands. They don't make their time wise and friggin' proactive. They just got to go and friggin' tear down people, which is nuts. And I mean, Go back to LFC. This actually ties into LFC because Monica Flatbaum Garcia, who I love to death, and she gets it because I'll be honest with you, Monica's a bit curvy, but Monica is a beautiful, beautiful human being that's very fun, that's very vibrant. And I've seen people go at Monica, which for no reason, because Monica's one of the toughest we have. She's a former LFC champion. She's had memorable bouts and just and one of those hard workers, one of the hard workers in LFC. And Monica's had, like, also with social media. It ties into that too, the fake profiles because people just create fake profiles of other people. We had that situation. And it's just like, why? You know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous. And the, the, again, going back to the effects of social media.
1: Exactly. I'm like, I think touching back on that point, I don't understand this whole why people create fake profiles of someone and then they, they send messages on this person. Like, I just don't get the whole mindset behind that because obviously you're gonna get caught out eventually, and it's, it's a bit creepy. Like, you go online and you find this. Um, this fake profile of yourself and you, you're thinking what, what the hell but um no I agree it's stuff like that we need to go out and have that connection um have a phone call maybe and I think touching back you know I'm really passionate about young girls growing up nowadays they're going to look at all these dating sites and for girls like I don't understand uh, this might just be my opinion but why they have each picture they've got a filter on you know like these puppy dog ears or yeah. the face. I'm like, you don't look like that in real life. So why would you put that on there on the dating website? I, just, I think that was just setting yourself up to fail. But uh, yeah, I think we need to go back to the old school ways, go out, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be you don't have to be clubbing it every night. You could, you know, just ask a person, hey, do you want to go for a meal? Or, you know, you could make someone's day and end up meeting, you know, sort of a friend for life or a partner for life. Um, but yeah, touching back to the LFC and, you know, again you mentioned that they do include women of all shapes sizes ethnicity and, and that's great and i think people can adopt that mindset in their you know daily habits and you know i think that's partly why something like this does get so much discrimination because it, it's out of the norm it is accepting people and just because they're in the lingerie it doesn't make it any different from wwe or you know the lfl because it all starts somewhere and to celebrate these women i think it's, it's a huge thing and you know a lot of men, again, you know, they, they pay to watch. And if someone could make, you know, a future out of this or, you know, provide for their family, I think it's awesome. Um, but that's just my my personal view on it.
0: Hey, you have a lovely personal view on that. I take that. I value your opinions, Miss Molly Bryson. so
1: no, I mean, thank
0: you. <laughs> you're welcome. But, no, I look at it like this because... Again, I used the term unique before. It's unique. It, it's something different. If you could go out of the box – and no, I'm not talking about that Playhouse Disney show from back in the day. Out of the box, out of the box. <laughs> People that used to remember that show. It's really up to you. Again, pop culture nerdiness. I digress. So we're <laughs> going out of the box with what they're doing. Like It's unique. It's something different. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you. Are there some MMA fighters that look at us and go – You know, no, you know, they're making MMA look in a bad light. Yes, but then there's also people. And this is where the example comes in, because I mentioned Invicta before, right? She's been on this show. MMA fighter Cindy Dandois, who was tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, who has done a fight in UFC, who has fought in Invicta, is interested in LFC. I mean, you get, she's done a lot of cosplaying with like the Harley Quinn and she, you have to dress up like Ty was talking about with the costumes. Like, she's a badass fighter. Cindy Dandois is an amazing talent. Like when you have a girl coming out of uh, also Phuket, Thailand, Mia Miao Ding, that's a girl from Thailand. You get the international exposure in there. This is why I keep saying this. And then this is a hint, hint, nudge, nudge to what you said, by the way, before. So we'll come back to that. UK. UK is one of the hottest markets for, like, wrestling and putting MMA. Yeah. Hey, you, I would love to see an event in the UK. I would love to go to the UK and get to see it because I'll be saying this right now, and I've said it on many wrestling podcasts that I'm a part of, UK are some of the most passionate Fans in the world, like whether it be for football or whatever combative sport, the United Kingdom has some of the most passionate rabid fans out there. I'd love to see one in the UK. Now, going back to LFC 24, they were in Slovakia. That's the one international show we have. And Slovakia is great. It's different. It's unique. And you have to uh, include Slovakia fighters. But, I mean, we've been to Kansas. We've been to Las Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of nice venues. But I think to explore the avenue of the U.K., I'd love to see it. And not just for wrestling and combative nature. But the U.K. is, again, fans like yourself. And I'm including you in this much, Molly Bryson. But the U.K. with fans and just the U.K. just overall their passion. I think it's, it has to happen. It's a, it's a necessity.
1: Exactly. And I think I think for the U.K., we we often get we get, um, not ignored, but because we're a bit out of the way, we're, we're a separate country, it's just like, oh, no, we're not going to take it there. But, you know, like Jolene Fox mentioned in the, in the video, she won't, you know, bring it to Europe, Russia. Well, why not the UK? Because we do have some passionate fans over here, and I think it, you would have a huge fan base because we don't actually have anything like that around us. Um, and I think it, w- it would create a lot of interest, a lot of hype, and, you know, spread the message even more. And, you know, I, I, I'd i be the first fan there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well we'd love to see you there and i also look at it like this because with the united kingdom besides the fact that we were laughing about this and you were we you you listen to the podcast so you know where i'm going with this when we were talking about quarantine the fact that the uk well here's the thing when you watch the news and they're talking about france and spain and everybody because of what's going on with quarantine and the coronavirus and the uk everybody's just out there being stubborn and just like no we're gonna go do it we're not gonna stay home but yeah we were laughing because you were actually saying and we could talk about this because it's topical, it's what's going on in the world today The UK, stubborn as hell With this quarantine and the coronavirus man.
1: Yeah I think, I think it's just in our nature um, we're, we're just stubborn people
0: <laughs> I will use the UK word Alright, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to try not to laugh and please don't make me laugh As I'm about to say this, but Bollocks, you all feel it's bollocks
1: Yeah, I mean I think there is some people out there that think You know, it's not going to touch me It's not, it's not going to happen Um. But I think now we are practicing this um, this social distancing. I think it's maybe really hitting home for some people. And you know, I think I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. But our Prime Minister Boris Johnson, he, did, he didn't take it seriously at first. He was, I think, his, his rule was you need to wash your hands and sing Happy Birthday. That that was his message. <laughs> but um, and now he has it. He has it. Yeah, which is 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 quite ironic really because that was his message. But you know, I mean, you know, I don't know what his health is like at the minute I mean I hope he gets better the poor guy but you know people didn't take it seriously at first and um you know I'm not gonna lie I I was one of them I was still going to the gym while it was open and training because my point was if the gym's still open and people you know the government hasn't set these guidelines then you know it must be okay to carry on but I think everyone has has really clamped down now and um I think we are we under this social distancing for three weeks, but there are there are now police patrolling our streets and I think my cousin actually got a fine for being in a car unnecessarily. <laughs> so um yeah, I think if uh, to hear on the news about Spain and Italy, so people need to remember though, Italy's a it has an older population, um and obviously this virus does affect the older population unfortunately. So their measures were going to be a bit more serious than ours, and you know Spain and France. But I think we are—we have jumped on the the bandwagon now, and we are—we are all hopefully in our homes, <laughs> listening to podcasts.
0: Oh yeah. Well I honestly I think this helps. Okay, for podcasters. I'm just gonna say, man, if you got if you're at home and you got nothing to do, you're welcome. I'm just gonna put it like that. You're welcome <laughs> people. For listening to my voice and doing this show, you're welcome. But no, I mean I'm very humble about what I do with podcasting. And I also look at it like this, man, as someone who's worked with um UK people and people from the United Kingdom for three and a half years with a wrestling podcast, just you, you learn to listen and learn your surroundings and that's why I love my boys, Dazzy and the Butcher. But um you learn bollocks and you heard on a lot of the words so i i know about your uk uk's like and i'm not ignorant to that because i'll be honest with you because from the professional wrestling standpoint a lot of us americans and i'm going to say this and i'm not including myself in this because i my i have my own mind and i have my own opinion but a lot of people in the united states don't get like People from the UK and people wrestling, and they don't watch that style. And I say, watch that style, and this goes with MMA and any other fighter of combative nature. You get to learn each other's repertoires, and you get to add some stuff until you're, you know, like we mentioned, repertoire and add, your stu- add some stuff into your, uh, skill set, your craft, what have you. But I'm like, I think that's cool because you get to learn everybody's stuff and also the united, not divided front of just learning from the UK, learning from the States. And it makes for great matchups, bouts, fights, however you want to define it. And it really just goes a long way with just people expanding your overall brands and just expanding the different styles.
1: Exactly, for sure. And I think... You know, touching back just quickly to the UK, that yes. I think our market is very closed. People have a certain way of thinking, or oh, this is how women should behave, or women should do a certain sport. And I've I've always said to my family, in the next few years, I, I don't I don't want to be living in the UK, just for the reason that I think it's very closed. There's not much opportunity. I mean, people, you know, from America could have a different view, but you know, I'd I'd love to move abroad and experience all these new things and just the uk doesn't have much to offer in terms of that standpoint but i think if we brought bring stuff like the lsd to the uk it, it could open a whole new market for people and you know the hype that it gets you know abroad i think we really need that we need something new we need something fresh and we don't we don't really have that and a lot of fighters that are in the uk are flying out to fight because we're, we're just not in the market unfortunately people people forget about us <laughs>
0: It's kind of like the old Michael Jackson song. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. (laughs) Exactly. Well, first and foremost, if you come abroad, man, come my way. That's all I'm going to say. Molly Bryson, if you come abroad, your ass better come my way. And I love you and I appreciate you, my friend. But I digress. i got to show you some love if you come abroad, Miss Molly Bryson. I want to see you come abroad. I want to see a lot of people like yourself come abroad. I think it explores, you know, it's to learn, have a different mindset. You know what I'm saying? I think that's wonderful.
1: Exactly. And I think one thing that I really love about um, – I think I listened to Ty Emery on her podcast – you know, the different culture that she's experienced traveling around. And she loves what she does, like the MMA, the LFL, you know, all the different modeling that she's done. Um And I think people can look up to her as a role model because she has done so much and she's not, you know, in my view, just staying in your hometown is just, I don't know, it's just a mind killer for me. It's just people need to go out there and experience like the world has so much to offer. And even that's what I love you about social media, like connecting with awesome people like you and, you know, opportunities that maybe wouldn't have come my way. And, you know, I really am grateful for this. And I think in the future, it is a real possibility that I could be coming out at some point.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I would love that, man. I'll be honest with you. OK, now you'll you'll laugh at this. So I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, MB with MB, Molly Bryson, Myrtle Beach. Hello. I, I just I just came up with some marketing right there. How about that? Oh,
1: you did. Yeah, it, it's a sign. It's gonna happen now. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Like I said, but I think with you and also the feeling is mutual. I appreciate this connection as well. I'm doing this with you. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. So the, the feeling is uh, mutual and it's also reciprocated, Miss Molly Bryson. So. <laughs> Going back to uh, the luxury fighting championships, um, what's interesting is, too, and Jesse Toro santos would echo a lot of these, and this is why I love Jesse Toro santos As we mentioned, Syndicate MMA, she trains up there a lot. Very skilled, and that's what I think I love about Jesse Alturo-Santos, just to put her out there. She's, again, on a winning streak. She hasn't lost her last three bouts. She's currently on a roll. But I think with her, is just... And I love all the girls, and I mean this, from Terry Feisty Fist London to Jolene the Valkyrie Hex, which we'll get into with the RT Sport video here in a second, but from Jesse, from Alley Baby Doll Parks, from Monica, from uh, Serena Honey Punch Kyle, from Laura the Animal Fogle, and going on and on and on down, and the current champ, Andre the Storm Ladoy. you have a lot of passionate girls, you have a lot of people that take it seriously, but with Jesse, she's again, powerhouse, she's tall as hell, she can move, she has that intimidating look on her, and you're like, oh man, badass is coming through, you take notice, and that's not just with Jesse, but you take notice with each and every girl from the entrances from when the bell rings from when they step into the cage or ring depending on what it may be. Uh, I think it really shows in the overall presentation from the entrances and the overall aspect going into the fights and coming out from the
1: fights exactly and I love that these women can express themselves through that. I mean touching back quickly when I was younger watching um Trish, you know I, I was obsessed with her theme song and the way she'd walk in and everyone would just take notice and it's awesome that these girls can you know take that and explore the craft and really explore who they are through their costume through the the entrance song and you know it's a way of expressing themselves that maybe they wouldn't have found normally Um, you know the LFC is a platform providing that for them whilst obviously doing something that they love Um, you know I think more people can take life lessons from that you know not to Take life too seriously, just have fun, explore who you are, you know, create a character. You know, people can do all sorts if they just would open their minds a little bit. And, you know, I think if more people watch the LSD, they'd realize that these women, you know, are passionate and it takes a lot of skill to do what they do. So, you know, respect and hats off to them.
0: And I think what's great is, by the way, first and foremost, it's time to rock and roll. This time I'm in control. The old shit kind of stuff. So I had to get that in there. I love that damn song. But yeah, no, I mean, when we look at LFC, and I'll be honest with you, from the calendar aspect, and that helps too, like from merchandise standpoint, from going on you know, video on demand, going on Viewer Prime, watching the events on LaundryFC.com. the calendars. I mean, the first calendar was amazing. Uh, different themes for every month. Uh, movie themes with this month. I mean, you can't go wrong from the merchandise standpoint and the marketing that we were talking about before. But the calendars, I mean, Richard Ember, shout out to LFC photographer Richard Ember, immaculate photos
1: yeah it's pretty awesome and you know a lot of uh, sports would do that anyway so why not the lfc and it you know c- as again creates merchandise creates money creates revenue and you know who knows how big it's going to get in the, in the years to come you're you're all up and coming so i think the next few years could be really exciting and you know a great opportunity for people and maybe finally come to the uk <laughs> I gotta I'm, say I'm, I'm gonna throw
0: that in there as a chance. I, I know what you're doing, Molly Bryson. <laughs> subliminal messages. Subliminal
1: messages.
0: <laughs> you know what it is too with, with LFC CEO Sean Donnelly? I'm not gonna lie, he'll tell you I lost my I lost it when, when I found out we were doing calendars on like bout about damn time finally because as a kid, you know, growing up with posters of your favorite musicians and stuff and trading basketball cards, I remember having an old Allen Houston, New York next thing up on my wall of plaque. Like, I love that. From sports, from any combative nature, the fact that LFC County calendar, I lost my mind. So I'm glad that you put it out there because it does help. And yes, the UK, UK, <clears throat> UK, <clears throat> I'll do it with you. A <laughs> quick, quick, nudge, nudge. But man, if, dude, we,
1: if we just keep mentioning it,
0: they'll pick up. <laughs> there you go. But I think... But I think what's great is, and before we get into the video, I think when you talk about open-mindedness, I think not to, not to get into politics, but I'll use, I guess, political terms if you want to call that. I think people should not have a conservative mindset, meaning like it's an open door, shut case. You know, this is how it is. This is how it has to be. You know, no, no, no room for uh, it's black and white. No room for gray areas. Right now, when you have the liberal mindset of it i think it's like open-mindedness you're willing to absorb and take in new ideas and just not be judgmental about it just you know here let's try it this way If, if brainstorm ideas if it doesn't stick fine but i think being open up to new ideas and being open up to a product and what it's about and what it stands for and actually listening to the overall presentation goes leaps and bounds a long way
1: yeah exactly and you know i totally agree with that And i think the uk could really learn from that and you know, I think people over here are quite close-minded for, you know, for that reason that we don't have that market and, you know, people may be put off to come into the UK. Um, I mean, not all of us are like that, but I think, the, yeah, the UK as a whole standpoint doesn't really understand, you know, maybe the LFC or things like the LFL, stuff like that. I mean, we do have MMA that over here, but it, I don't think it's as big, hence why people fly out, you know, to different parts of the world. And, you know, people are sponsoring people to come out and do fights. Um but yeah, linking it back to the whole bodybuilding again, the UK isn't isn't huge and that's why people fly out for stuff like the Arnold and yeah, I think the the UK is just falling behind for some reason. We need we need to get back on the hype.
0: Get back on track, you know, keep running up that hill like placebos.
1: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now getting into the video from RT sport which you watch Jolie the Valkyrie hex said, LFC is, is is it's good for the world like whether like you mentioned Russia UK wherever you go I think there's a lot of events and a lot of places that it can be held so I ask you watching the RT sport video uh, exploitation or entertainment two-parter here Number one, what did you think of the video? And number two, exploitation entertainment. What did you think about the overall presentation of that video? Which link will be in the description below. So first and foremost, what did you think about the video? Second part, what did you think about the uh, term exploitation entertainment, how it was presented?
1: So I actually, I love the video. I think the way it, it showed the women, it, they're coming across as, you know, powerful. They're badass. They're doing what they love. Um, and like Jolene Fox said, you know, bringing it out to other countries, I think it would, be, it would be amazing and give a bigger platform for these women. Um, but I think the the way the video was expressed, I really did enjoy that. And in terms of entertainment or exploitation, my personal view is it's, it's entertainment. Like people, if the only way it could be exploitation if the, if the women didn't want to do it, which you can quite clearly see that they're loving it. They do want to do it. Um, you know, exploitation would be maybe contracting someone in and saying, listen, we're going to give you this, this and this using them for maybe the entertainment or to make money and then maybe dropping them or just not promising not going back on what they promised stuff like that but I was gonna actually link it back to bodybuilding if people think it's exploitation for women to be fighting in a bikini essentially well surely why aren't people saying that about bodybuilding because we step up on the stage in a bikini you know if you're doing the figure class you do a dance routine and people pay to watch it's essentially the same thing just a different craft but it's not the amount of work that's gone into that craft such as MMA or bodybuilding it could be any sport but just because they're in a bikini or lingerie it it should not take away from the fact that people are enjoying this and just because maybe the majority of it's men watching women you know men are going to do that anyway let's be honest so why not support someone that's you know doing MMA that's just my opinion of it um but yeah, it was an awesome video and people, yeah, if you can link it below and people check that out. Um, yeah, just the whole way it was brought across and again, entertainment, it's not exploitation at all. Um, yeah, that's my my view on it.
0: Well, the link will be in the description on the SoundCloud link for everybody to go to RT Sports uh, YouTube video. Exploitation or Entertainment is the name of the video about laundry Fighting Championship, the piece that they did. So... I look at it like this, I agree with the sentiments, and I've said on here, it's not like we're forcing a gun to the girl's head and say, you must wear lingerie, and you know what I'm saying, it's not like we're forcing them to wear lingerie, the girls are comfortable with it, you know, it's body confidence, and the girls love to entertain, it is about the entertainment aspect, okay, wrestling example, and this you'll like, because Trish Stratus, when Trish Stratus was on all four legs, barking like a dog, for Vince McMahon, you know, bark like (laughs) a dog, okay. The the storyline perspective of that is Vince McMahon, you know, this power hungry this the owner of the WWE, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the chairman, ah. He's supposed to be this heel, this boss that's just horrible, and you are supposed to hate Vince McMahon. Like you don't think Trish Stratus said, you know, I'm not going to bark like a dog. No, it's the storytelling aspect of he's a horrible human being, and it led to the storyline with him and his son fighting at WrestleMania 17, one of the best WrestleManias of all time. So the storyline aspect was he's making her bark bark like a dog, do this whole thing, and it's just the payoff at the end is Vince McMahon gets his ass kicked. That's the payoff for him doing these horrible things. It leads to Vince McMahon getting his butt kicked, you know what I'm saying? So that's not exploitation, that's just building to a story and building the storylines that progress and progress and progress for months. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Trish Stratus said, No, I'm not going to get on my hands and knees. I mean, you may have a thing about it, but it just it leads to the story, if you know what I'm saying? It's the storytelling aspect, yeah,
1: it's entertainment. People it's- love it, you know, people go there to watch that type of thing and, you know, if the WWE can do it, why not the LFC? It's it's the same thing and people just, uh, people love to hate for no reason, man. I think, you know, people can just be so sour. Um, <laughs> you well, know, people, yeah, they just don't understand and I think if, you know, people are getting hate for doing something that they love, you know, my view on it now, I take, you know, I still get the odd, the odd hate mail online or whatever. It's just, unless that person matters to me, I don't really care of your opinion you know, I've learned to keep my circle close and, you know, the people that around me empower me, inspire me. Um, you know, people like yourselves that, you know, are just awesome people to connect with. And it, people are just going to hate for no reason. And it's, it really is just such a shame.
0: It is. And I also look at it like this. Like, so, like, when that, when that aired, right, like I'm talking about Trish Stratus, like, on all fours, promising like, man making her bark like a dog. That was 2001. We're in 2020 now, 19 years later. I mean, it's also a different time. And that's what I'm, that's, that's the problem with society nowadays. Like 2001 would just be like, oh, Vince McMahon is terrible. Now, if this was, again, this was an age before social media, and you can agree with me on this from 92 and the 94 perspective, it's, <laughs> different, it's a different age now where it, there was no social media, so they would complain about it on Twitter, Facebook. All oh, this is terrible. You know what I'm saying? Derp, 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 derp. I'm saying derp, 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 like blah, 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 because it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this when they're people like, it's a story. It's supposed to be entertaining, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a payoff at the end of this. But they'll be like, oh, this is terrible. I can't believe they allowed this. This is awful. Oh, my God. Like, like, they'll act like the world is coming to an end. Well, we got a lot of bigger things in this country to worry about. Like, I don't know, war, uh, viruses. Yes, yes, virus, exactly. Um, <laughs> what we focus on. Oh, my God, what they did on Monday Night Raw last week. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? We need to go to
1: I remember watching the scene with Trish I remember it was like it was yesterday, but I can't believe that's 19 years ago. I feel old.
0: (laughs) Me too. I'm right there with you, my my friend. But no, that's the thing. Like, people just... Like, again, it's it's one of those things where we focus on things that we really shouldn't focus on that's really not a big deal when we see the stuff that's going on in the world with Boris Johnson, with Donald Trump, which I'm not – I'm shocked Donald Trump hasn't even caught the coronavirus yet because that's the thing that they highlighted on the news. The man is still shaking hands when it's like, don't shake hands, and the man keeps shaking hands. So I'm just like, "Oh." Again, apologize for the tangent, but there's a lot of stuff in the world that that pisses a lot of us off, and it's ridiculous. And people just got you got to get your shit together. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll put it bluntly: you got to get your shit together. Get your mind right. Get your grind right. We got to keep going. Ice Cube until we. For ready.
1: sure, no. I think people need that bluntness at the minute because they're just, you know, they're they're focusing on the wrong things. they fo- they're they're spreading hate for the wrong reasons. You know, there's no the, a sport should be celebrated, and you know the fact that there is this this virus going around at the minute, you know, this, we've got that to consider. We don't know what the future holds. Um, you know, especially in the UK, he, he's saying that he might lift this lockdown in a couple of weeks, but there's no way if they're, if they're getting a hold of the virus with isolation, they're going to carry that on. You know, we're not going to have things like the cinema or the movies to go to watch or the gyms where everything we took for granted is no longer there. Um, So it's awesome at the LSE you can go, I think you mentioned Viewer Prime, you can go on there and watch all the videos, you've still got all that. Um, So it's a great avenue for people at the minute to maybe go online and see these videos and um, just utilise the time properly.
0: Oh, yeah. Like we mentioned before, stay positively proactive, explore, watch some stuff you've never seen or just do something that makes you happy and just live. You know what I'm saying? Just live life, even through the most uncertain times, live life. And that goes back to Trump because he tried to get open by Easter. Now we're looking at the end of the month and I'm like, yeah, OK, because it's not gonna. We all know it's not going to be at the end of the month. We're, we're, we're still going to just be, you know, it's going to be the way it is. I want to. That's the thing. And it's also frustrating because I want to see everybody get back to work make some money and just keep it on their grinds. But unfortunately we're kind of being preempted from that because of what's going on with the coronavirus, which again, I don't see anything changing at the end of the month. I want, I want things to get better, but I don't see it happening at the end of the month. So people wash your hands, stay safe and stay positively proactive.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm jumping on the fact that people can utilize this time, you know, learn something new, learn a new craft, teach yourself, maybe MMA. There's loads of videos out there and, you know, I've I've got friends that are maybe teaching themselves a new language or they're just using this time to spend with families. Luckily, we can still go outside at the minute. We're we're limited to an hour's walk each day. But, um, you know, we can still go outside and get fresh air. So use that time. And a lot of more people are actually using this time to do exercise and focus on themselves and get themselves healthier, which I'm loving. But I don't feel like it should have taken a virus for people to realise that
0: agreed but you know what people can do that you know what they can do that's positively proactive you know what you can do people you can check out molly bryson because uh, i have a couple of final things because, and i'm gonna say this right now i love working with you anytime you want to come back on on the Mic or Mike or what we're doing tonight the lfc podcast beauty strength and dominance you're always welcome the overtures here i really enjoyed this conversation today
1: oh thank you no i've enjoyed it um i look forward to our chats and you know it's, it's something i'm really passionate about talking about so to give me that platform is great and you never know we might see you in the uk in the, in the future just throwing it in there again <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we're not social distancing each other i'll be the first one to give you a hug so bet on that of
1: course but well, we'll have to keep our two meters apart
0: <laughs> uh, well we'll elbow each other like everybody's doing now give them the old elbow ski exactly so
1: exactly yes yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but molly bryson i gotta say this about you i have a final question but i gotta i got a little sentiment to say here uh your journey from your progression that i've seen on social media and what you're doing with your videos and your overall training you look fabulous you look absolutely amazing you look gorgeous i'll say every compliment exchange pleasure treats in every which way you are doing your thing you are helping a lot of people you're inspiring encouraging and you're just absolutely wonderful so i just wanted to get that out there for you
1: Oh, thank you very much it really does mean a lot and you know if i can help other people that that is just great you know I don't I don't hype myself up in that way but if people can take that away from me then you know because I'm not gonna lie I've overcome some you know dark shit in my past but everyone does and I think it's them times that can make you stronger as a person you know you can either you can either take that time and go backwards or you can move forward help people you know help the world become a better place but no thank you I appreciate your words
0: now you're very welcome I gotta say this about you um, I, th- I think what's very interesting is um, you got interested with LFC and you got hooked from this show, which I appreciate you listening. I appreciate everybody who listens to this show um, from just looking at the overall product with social media and the overall viewership. So my final question is the title of this podcast is beauty, strength, and dominance. The three key elements that make women the work of art that they are to Molly Bryson. What does beauty, strength, and dominance mean to you? I think
1: beauty, strength, and dominance is, I think, they're really three powerful words. And I think they can all be interlinked together, not just maybe with MMA, but as, as a woman as a whole, as her body, her life, her celebration. Um, you know, men too as well, you know, they can be beautiful, they can be powerful, but I think for women, it's, we are overlooked in, in that sense, you know, that we're not as strong as men, we're not as powerful. Um, but I think them three words really signifies a woman, a woman and her journey and what she's overcome to maybe just to get to where she is it doesn't have to be face value beauty you know you can be beautiful from within um you can be powerful from within and you can be dominant in whatever you do whether it's sports, whether it's your work life you know your home life I really think everyone could take away from them words and just apply it to all aspects for, of their life and become a badass woman
0: damn beautifully said <laughs>
1: Those are just. I kind, of, I kind of felt like I was rambling,
0: but I hope I got that message across. Man, you were. We'll be. I'll be honest with you. I had this conversation with Agatha Cannibal Carter. I always say she's the queen rambler, and I'm the king rambler. We. We. I'll be honest with you. You'll be my second queen. You know what I'm saying? You'll be. You'll be. that. <laughs> you'll be the queen Rambler. I'll be in the king. So I mean, we're both royalty right here. So I. I appreciate the Rambler. I appreciate the passion.
1: No problem. Anytime. Anytime, and I'd love to come back
0: uh that yeah, we will do this again absolutely so molly bryson talking about coming back i'm about to stand back i'm about to step back i'm about to get back to where you once belong beetle style facebook twitter instagram the social media platforms that people can follow you on the floor is yours molly bryson
1: oh thank you yes it's, it's pretty simple it's just molly bryson fitness um you know it, it should pop up again i think we mentioned last time i'm i do have a twitter account that I don't use it as much so god knows what my last tweet was but I will get on that but yeah anything else is just molly bryson fitness and it, it should pop up and yeah that's pretty much it
0: so if you want to follow okay because uh, by the way I, I checked the twitter so we can so we can tag you in this i believe it's okay. molly, molly bryson x is the twitter you'll see molly bryson fitness a little bit of your logo i believe you haven't tweeted since 2019 but that's okay follow her anywhere on any way on twitter because she's awesome oh, so
1: it, it wasn't too long ago that's not too bad
0: Ah eh, well hey it's okay you're still doing your thing so, <laughs> <Instagram> <laughs> and facebook molly bryson fitness links will be in the description and uh Molly Bryson, to close it out, do you have any final words to the people? And do you have any final words, not just to the people that have been supporting you throughout your fitness journey and your overall journey in this thing that we call life, but do you have any final words to the LFC faithful?
1: Yeah, I think just, you know, stay strong, stay safe in these times. And, you know, throughout the hate, the adversity, just keep slaying, keep doing what you're doing. Um, And if any people do want to take away from the LFC and, think I'd like to progress that, you know, get in touch with people. You know, there's a lot of connections out there like yourself and, you know, <clears throat> bringing it to the UK. <clears throat> but, yeah, no, everyone just stay safe. Have a good time. Check out Michael's um, podcast. Um, I'm sure all the links will be in below. And, yeah, let's just have a good few months for the world.
0: You can check out. Uh, LFC, excuse me, Beauty Strength and Dominance, the official LFC podcast so on laundryfc.com. Just click on podcast, it'll be all there. Sackle.com slash LFC, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, um, iHeartRadio, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast needs. Castbox, I mentioned iHeartRadio. There's a lot of platforms out there, too many to mention, but we're on there. Just type in Michael Larkin, Laundry Fighting Championships or Beauty Strength and Dominance. Check out Steve, Mike, Steve, uh, Steve and Mike Show.com. I'm all over the place, man. There's so many social medias out there I can't even keep track. But i yeah, yeah, you're
1: everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Type my name in, type Molly, type Molly Bryson's name in there. You will find both of us and the links will be in the description. Also you can check this out on Wrestling with Wrestling's YouTube. Shout out to my boy Andre Corville and the in the uh I was almost said in the UK because we're talking about UK a lot. In Canada, <laughs> my boy in Canada. The Canadian destroyer himself, Mister Andre Corbeil. So, Molly Bryson, I gotta say, thank you so much. I look forward to having you back on to work with you in the future. It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure, a privilege. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You're very welcome. And um, now I've had a blast. I look forward to these chats. And you now let's see what the ne- the next few weeks and months hold.
0: For Molly Bryson, my name is Mike Larkin. This will conclude episode forty six of the LFC podcast.